This morning with updates on Hawaii, Clarence Thomas and Joe Rogan. This is things you might not have heard. You will present for you. I will present for you at least uh, <laughs> in the next few minutes after a coughing fit. The latest in information on politics, current events, pop culture, and the like as your go-to supplemental source for both mainstream and governmental news stories. We are not your top stories. We're not your bottom of the list, but we help to give you some insight on some stories, some insight on some of the big stories, and some stories you may have missed because of context. And context is where you get for the conversation project. You get context from ideas and people and places that you would not expect all in one great package. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, going to bring you eight stories this morning, including from the teaser graphic, a bit of the update about Hawaii, as this story is actually growing as we speak. But we have at this moment coming to you live, 5.50 a.m. on Central Time on Friday, August the 11th, 2023. You vetted the stories. That means you told us, get an idea how the stories were good enough to talk about, and then I curated the best ones of the ones you said were pretty cool. We'll explain that to you in about 12 minutes after we go through the headlines, so hang tight for that. Plus, hang tight for the fun stuff after we do some adsy stuff. Fun stuff is coming, I guarantee you. I want to remind you, our main website is this. It's theconversationproject.com. Go there for more details about what we do seven days a week, giving you great news stories and great conversational opportunities with the world. But first, don't go there yet, because first we have to get to the headlines for today. Today, as we said, Friday, August 11th, 2023. Let's get started with the news from yesterday that you said was worthy of chatting up. First story for the morning is this one. Very sad, but we have an update on Hawaii. The headline says at least 36 dead in the historic historic wildfire at Lihana, Hawaii. That number right now is around 55. This is the headline that we posted early yesterday to get the story in links, and you guys responded because you guys want to know what's going on. And what's going on is extreme heat and the weird just super a double whammy of having a cold front atop of the actual island and a hurricane 200 miles away but expanding that that cold front a low pressure below it making the conditions for wildfires in, in hawaii which which 50 years ago weren't a thing extremely horrible there it wasn't the hurricane that started the wildfire but the wildfires that started in those conditions made it hard for them to fight the island of halahani is essentially the district of halahani and verily the island of maui essentially a, a, a wasteland at this point if you see the pictures such as we had in the teaser graphic and watching online on tv it has been a tragic thing about 55 people so far are listed as dead and the fires are mostly contained at this point, but it's not very much to deal with in the fires at this point because the islands have been essentially decimated here. We'll have more details with you for the weekend. And, of course, we're pretty sure Monday you guys will respond to whatever we put out there for updates going forward. And we'll drop something in the errors omissions part, even if so we get you to make sure you know what's going on there. State of emergency has been set for the uh, island of Maui and the state of Hawaii. Uh, FEMA is gone its way. President Bush, President Bush, President Biden is um, already approving things. We'll see how this thing plays out in the next few days. What's been playing out over the course of his career is Clarence Thomas. ProPublica put out a pretty damning report yesterday that had 38 vacations, all luxury, paid for about four or five different billionaires that Clarence Thomas just sort of happened to luck up on and make friends with. Now, remember, Clarence Thomas is very, uh, very proud of his, you know, regular old heritage, his down home roots coming from nothing and being something because he's earned that part. But as many of the memes said yesterday, Anita uh, Hill warned us that he was a scumbag, and he's proving that to be. About four or five different billionaires, including uh, the one that bought his mother's house, other ones, including Wayne Heinzinga, uh, folks like that, 
are essentially paying for vacations and paying for access to things that Clarence Thomas can't get on a salary of $200,000 a year. And back when he was only making a hundred something thousand dollars a year, said basically the money's not worth it for the job, but the job is worth it for what's enduring. But apparently the job is worth it because people with money will throw you money. Now, the other four billionaires barely had no cases before the court that we can see. Go to the link and read the whole ProPublica story and see the details or get one of the gist from it, from the rundowns from various other places. Uh, this is looking very bad for Judge Thomas, except for the places where it isn't, which is because he and his cronies just don't seem to care. Our next headline, Virgin Galactic flies its first tourist to edge of space. Three people got a chance to fly on Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic space, space plane, say that three times fast, uh, yesterday. First tickets were bought, the first people flew, and they came back to Earth. That's the good thing. Um, it, it, it's one of those just things that you know rich people do because there's not enough money or people who need stuff like this. Now, there is always some, some the actual silver lining for this is having private people put money into space flight and things like this is great because the exploration and all the knowledge eventually gets to all of us. However, buying tickets to float, go to, go to space per se, float for about 10 minutes and come back down. In this case, it seems like it's a bit of a much, a bit of a flex that's way too much. I mean, if Diddy's doing it, you know, that, that might mean something. But, you know, general billionaires, I guess. Here's a flex for you. A pink fan goes to labor, go in, into labor in a concert in Boston and then walks to the hospital, walks to the hospital, gives birth to a boy and honors it with a name from pink. A fan went to early labor before pink's opening concert at Boston's Fenway Park. Um and named her baby after the singer's family um, because, you know, she was there. Angela Mercer was 31 weeks pregnant and started having contractions shortly after arriving at the concert, called her doctor, who said go to the hospital. So she literally walked to the hospital, and the baby named Asen uh, was born on um, his grandmother's birthday. Happy birthday, Grandma. A very healthy baby boy. This is news that's going all along the pink world. And pink, of course, sending endless sparkles of pink throughout the hallways uh, to go along with what's left there. Speaking of babies, did you know that Keanu, Keanu Reeves was maybe somebody's baby daddy? Keanu Reeves, I can't say Keanu today. Keanu Reeves was sued for $3 million a month after a Canadian woman claimed he was the father of her kids. In 2010, a Canadian woman claimed that Keanu Reeves fathered her children, 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 that is more than one, but a paternity test proved otherwise. The lawsuit was eventually thrown out because Keanu could be out there fathering people's kids like Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy, but um, he would have to sue them. He'll come back, you know, bring them back to, to him and try to take over the universe, I guess, planting his seed as that plot goes. If anybody could pull it off. Keanu can pull that off. He's one of the most successful movie stars in the world. He's also Hawaiian, so he's also said a lot of things about what's going on in the, with the fires in Hawaii as well. So he's brought that up as well. So and, and as a serious point of news, he's bringing out awareness to what's happening there. This was the actual story that was out there. So this gives us an excuse to talk about Keanu, even though, um, you know, people are trying to assume up baby daddies. Here's the thing. No one's ever, no one has anything bad to say about Keanu Reeves. No one. Seriously, nobody can say anything bad. Except for people who think they can get money out of him because she said he was the father of her babies, which was pretty easily proven wrong. 
I don't know. It's Friday. Supreme Court blocks $6 billion opioid settlement that would have given Sackler family immunity. This is more Supreme Court news, and this is more stuff that may bring up Clarence Thomas and why billionaires are his friends. But this is actually one that um, might not work in their favor. Supreme Court has blocked a settlement by Purdue Pharma that was going to go forward and spend a lot of money, get a lot of money back to the community, $6 billion, into a fund to basically rebuild communities based on opioids. But it was going to pull the Sackler family out of any more lawsuits, basically give them immunity for anything going forward, anything, literally anything, wrongful death, any sort of uh, restitution, anything was going to get them for this $6 billion up front. Whether this was a good settlement or bad settlement, a lot of people are debating it. Many are saying it's not so great because it, the liability is still there. But the Supreme Court is basically blocking this. So another settlement case, court case will have to come about. Another plan will have to come about to see if they can get out of this. Or essentially they're opening up the floodgates to a whole lot more actual individual and maybe some class action suits against Purdue Pharma, which could bring more exposure to the billion dollar Sackler family. We'll see what Clarence Thomas has to say about that. Despite Gail Godot talking about it, DC Studios are not actually developing a Wonder Woman 3. Not in the works, not happening, not being pushed off because of any sort of strikes. They're not actually thinking about it at all whatsoever. Now, Gail Godot is bringing it up because I guess it sounds great and it's good for her brand. She has a new movie out on Netflix today. Uh, and it's, uh, from what I can tell from reviews I've seen, not necessarily a bad thing, not a bad movie, but uh, bringing some more um, life into her life, if you will, talking about Wonder Woman 3. The expansion of her role surviving the DC extended universe implosion that's going on right now. Apparently, the producers, the people behind um, the DC studios, the people in the know, the people who aren't striking, say we're not really thinking about Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman right now. Maybe later. Right now, it really isn't happening, despite the fact that she's saying it's happening. Maybe it's, she's just manifesting it so it can come about. So she has a next gig after the strike is over. And finally, we all know about Taco Tuesday, and we all know that Taco Tuesday has been victoriously granted to us all because of the uh, copyright suit that's been filed and essentially given up by uh, Taco John. Taco Bell is going to take Taco Tuesday victory to a great victory lap by picking up the tab for tacos coming soon. They and DoorDash are teaming up to pick up the tab on taco orders placed with participating Mexican food vendors, like everybody. Silly, everybody's so sewing up um, tacos. We'll get this coming up. 49 restaurants, 49 states are now going to use this because they're now free to use the, the Taco Tuesday phrase in their advertising. And DoorDash and Taco Bell are going to pay $5 million to many upcoming taco stands, taco fans, taco... Buenos, although I'm sure they'll have to pay their own bits, uh, to uh, get Taco Tuesday out there for pay for free for essentially delivering tacos. They're also, that's Taco Bell, offering free Doritos Locos tacos to customers on Tuesday for showing up. You show up for a limited time, you go to Taco Bell on Tuesday, Doritos Locos taco in your hand, you walk away. But go ahead and buy a, a drink too because if you can't just have a taco without a drink. That just, that just doesn't make any sense. Our errors... Apologies and omissions for the day. We've got three. We got three quick stories uh, just to drop real quick uh, that were just interesting that we needed. I thought need to pop in there. Johnny Manziel. Uh, there's a new a document about his life and his time in football. Basically revealed that he actually watched zero film while in the NFL. They gave him an iPad so he can watch his film, and they logged time on it. 
zero hours. When they gave him the film time, he just didn't watch film. Sort of why he was sort of bad at what he did. Uh, Takashi 69 was arrested in Florida um, after a brutal gym attack that happened months ago. Finally arrested, and he will deal with that. And King of the Hill actor Dale Voice, Dale's voice, the actor Johnny Hartwick, is dead at 64. Oh, by the way, Travis Scott and Kanye West had a performance in Rome, and 60 fans had to seek medical attention after that. Those are stories that didn't quite make it into the day, so it is what it is. But it could be what it could be is a story we could talk about come Monday. And it's very simple how this happens. This is the part where I talk about those feeds I brought up earlier on. We, for today, presented for you in our headlines eight stories. Those eight stories were stories from the top 15 stories of the day that were basically told us in the vetting process. You went through and vetted these stories by going to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash this is a conversation project and Twitter.com or we just basically kind of get rid, get used to saying it, x.com slash th underscore conversation. What happened there was we posted new stories every 50 minutes. You engage with them, and the ones we gave you were from those top 15 stories. Eight of them we pulled for you. Uh, the ones that I mentioned at the back end, those were in the top 15 as well, but they weren't quite in the range for the eight stories to get in there. So we're kind of throwing more things in there to get more perspective. You let us know how it's working. So far, the feedback is great. Email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Confusing the effort because we're talking about the feeds right now. Go to the feeds. Every 50 minutes, we're loading up news stories. So as you're checking your feeds all day long for other stuff, see what we're putting out there. Today, coming up in about an hour, this one is already preloaded. So you may have to make to get to this one. But here's the deal. Starbucks, pumpkin spice coffees, and creamers return to grocery stores soon. Soon. Now, in many cases, they're here. Some places already launched them. Basically, in about two weeks, and you'll hear a little small rant in a short coming up in a little bit. Pumpkin spice is coming in the middle of August. Pumpkin spice season is here. Even though it's not nowhere near cool, it's not nowhere near October, not nowhere near November, not nowhere near the pumpkin spice time where pumpkins are here. Nobody eats pumpkin pie in August. Pumpkin spice will probably be at your Starbucks store, like your actual coffee place, and on the shelves about two, three weeks. It's not time yet, but we can talk about this right now and the encroachment of everything. I mean, there's Christmas decorations at the Dollar Tree. I mean, that's I mean that's one thing, but pumpkin spice, mostly because I hate it. We can talk about this if you want to. If you go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter and engage in these stories, this story, if it survives the full weekend, we're going to do... 10 stories on Monday from 30 top stories of the week. That's today, tomorrow, sat, uh, Sunday, and a little bit of Monday morning. If this one makes it in the top 30, oh yeah, we're bitching and complaining about pumpkin spice being way too effing early. Always. Our sponsor we're going to highlight this morning is Flowers Fast. And Flowers Fast allows you to get flowers in very fast fashion sensor name they are a website that's attached to all the fdd floors network so if you order your flowers from flowers fast early enough in the morning you can probably get them no matter where you are in the nation uh within that day uh, early order can go be forwarded to any fdd floors that's nearby and they're near to you near to them they can get it wrapped up and go not just flowers i mean they're the floors yes yeah, so they have other gift baskets like you know meats and chocolates and things like that Maybe a little bubbly, too. Check them out the website and see what's going on. But the big thing is flowers, because they can catch your attention, and fast, because you may need this. Keep this one in your pocket if you don't need it today, or just check them out and see if you're going to send somebody that special something just on a whim on a Friday in August, the 11th. 
Any day is a good day for flowers. Go to this is a conversation project.com slash flowers fast. This is a conversation project.com slash flowers fast. One more time. This is a conversation project.com slash flowers fast. This is an affiliate link. So if you choose to click the link that we have and use them, we get a little bit back as, as a commission, but it costs you nothing extra to use this link for flowers fast. The conversation project lives at this is the conversation project.com. That is our website, our home for all the stuff. Today is Friday as we're recording this or you're hearing this because it's the news for Friday. So we're preparing uh, at the end of this to do our work for the weekend stuff. On the weekend, we have what's called the weekly wrap up. We take all the stories from the week, put them in a larger spreadsheet, redo their algorithm, and find out the top 10 stories per total engagement. We don't do any shifting. These are the pure stories that you said were the tops. We're also going to give you the stories that almost weren't there, uh, about 11 through 15. We call them almost rans because they almost ran into the top 10. Let's see where we went there. And when we call the almost relevant story of the week, it's at the very bottom of the list. We won't know what that number is until we actually start working on that. But it's a very bottom story with basically almost no response, near zero response. And the ironic part of it is it's usually a story that probably should have got more love. But the way we post the stories, it was in between something else and just did not get seen. So we'll give it some love tomorrow. And it may be important, so we may give you the details on that one. From that, we're going to have another podcast called The Story of the Week. We take one of the top 10 stories and pick a story to give you more detailed commentary on that one. 15 to 25 minutes of me rambling in detail about why I felt about rambling in detail about that story. Those are the weekend podcasts, plus other things we have on TikTok and shorts all week long, some, some things we do posting in words, and of course, the archives of things you might have heard and all the stuff we do all week long. Go to our website, thisisaconversationproject.com and see those. Visit our feeds on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash thisisaconversationproject and x.com slash conversation. And every 50 minutes, or every 50 minutes we're posting new stories, make sure you're engaging because we have stuff to talk about. If you think we're doing a good job at all this stuff, visit our partnerships page. We ask you to check it out and see if there's a way that we can partner We can partner together to work on things together, help us get more things out. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of time, and I'd like to bring in more people to help work out more things in the time crunch. Also, we are in going overly deep in detail. Uh, the new season as, you know, pumpkin spice season's here kind of early. School season started kind of early here for us this year, and we're dealing with a lot of things here. And if you're going following a personal story, yes, we still don't have a home because of the tornado. That's a whole other thing in itself. We have a lot of things going on in my personal life, in the life of the podcast, and the just things in the world happening. So if you want to help us get some of the things in the world happening in on the podcast, that'd be great. I'll take care of the house and the tornado. That, that I got covered. Go to our partnership page at our website, and if there's something that you'd like to help us out with, we thank you in advance. And now, as promised, fun stuff for Friday. It is Friday. We always start our Fridays off on the fun stuff with birthdays. And these are people that we're not exactly thrilled with, but it's their birthday. So let's give them some candles, give them flowers, and hopefully hope they don't choke on their cake. Hulk Hogan, an American hero who is not so much heroic after proven to be a real kind of scumbag type guy, is 70 years old on the day. Congratulations on hitting that big milestone. He was once the most popular face of professional wrestling, uh, once a big icon in movies and, and, and things like that. Like I said, he turned into a reality show 
wonk and kind of a villain and just of a jerk and, you know, sex tapes and love sponge and things like that. Hulk Hogan turning 70 years old today. Not the love we like, but just kind of creepy. Joe Rogan, we don't necessarily hate. 56 years old on the day. But Joe Rogan, uh, you know, he's one of those guys that got super famous, just kind of got there, and you wouldn't expect him to be the one to make it. Uh, started off as a comedian, still a comedian, uh, doing sort of bit roles. Had the role as Joe, that's his name, in news radio. Uh, parlayed that into the, the Fear Factor host. Parlayed that into the MMA stuff, because he was really into it. Parlayed that into a podcast that's three hours of him yakking with people about crazy stuff. And parlayed him into being one of the most influential men in America, weirdly enough, um, who's less dangerous than Andrew Tate, but sometimes a little wacky in what he's saying. Congratulations for the big birthday uh, hit. Joe Rogan, 56 years old in day. A lot of commentary on these guys. Not as much commentary as Savannah Chrisley, other than the fact that we really shouldn't know or care about her except for her parents and the reality show where we don't really know what her parents did until they got arrested and now they're in jail. Savannah Chrisley, 26 years old, who is currently um, helping to raise her, um, I guess her, her niece, uh, who was adopted by their parents um, because of some issues domestically. So we're, we're happy that she's taking care of that. We don't have any really malice against Savannah Grizzly, but just like many of the Kardashians, no actual talent, no reason to be there. Famous father who wasn't really that famous. But, you know, I think the show's hilarious. I love the show. I can't figure out how he got his money and why, we, why they picked him. It's just ridiculous. Savannah Chrisley's birthday, not ridiculous, 26 years old on the day. History lesson for this day. Today is the 11th of August, and it's 2023 today. Let's go back to 1934, starting off there with the first federal prisoners arriving at the island prison of Alcatraz in San Francisco Bay. The almost, almost, almost unescapable prison, as I guess one person famously swam away and escaped. Although, as far as I can tell, no one actually knows where he ended up. He didn't just say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to go open a taco stand. Although that would have been kind of cool. In 2014, Robin Williams committed suicide by hanging himself. It was revealed shortly after his death that Williams had been suffering from severe depression, Parkinson's disease, and diffuse Lewy body dementia. Robin Williams was a man who made us all laugh sometimes made us think and sometimes made us cry um, as he's a very multifaceted person. If you listen to his podcast he was doing um, before his death and the folks he was talking to and just sort of the cerebral stuff, you'd think all the kind of physical comedy he did was, was something. Just hearing the man and how he thought was amazing. It's just painful, all the things he was suffering through. And it's also um, sad that we don't have a guy like him to make us laugh at things right now. Uh, that's there. So it's sad on that end. Um, also, in 2022, we have another sad vision where actress Anne Hache died from injuries from a motor vehicle crash a week earlier. This was a story that was all sorts of crazy in the, in the means as Anne Hache has dealt with her issues, with her mental health and her actual health as well. Uh, car crash into a home um, and then a week later uh, falling from the injuries. So we offer up thoughts, prayers, love to the families of those uh, as and the fans of those, both um, the actor, actors and comedian uh, who do these things. It'd be great to have those people there. We don't want to lose anybody. Robin Williams could probably get us through all this Trump stuff a whole lot better than we did with him in COVID as well. Let's celebrate today. As we're dealing with a lot of people dealing with uh, issues and severe mental issues as well. So that's, that's a part of the thing. Today is annual medical checkup day. Now, 
this Friday, maybe a little late to try to get a checkup on the books for today. But let's use this as a day to call your doctor, call your um, physicians, call the, the hospitals and get yourself lined up for a check today. Uh, get a check on your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health if you want to. Uh, go ahead and get yourself uh, checked up because right now, um, as I say in the, in the, in the, in the um, closing about, you know, you have a long way to go in life. So you need to take care of it as best as possible. That's what this is all about. Um, a few weeks ago, I was behind on my checkups, and so I called to get on schedule. I am scheduled for everything. I'm going to get my eyes checked. I'm going to get my, my blood checked. I'm going to get my check on my PCP. Uh, we're going to do all the whole things. I'm a little behind. My wife said so. She was proud I actually made the appointments. Now I have to actually you know show up and make those appointments, part two of it. Annual medical checkup day. There's also a official day for take a friend for a checkup day. If you are good with your checkups, call a friend. Remind them they need to get checked up and call some of your IE strong friends because it's like, dude, when's the last time, you know, we know we're 50 now. Have you did that thing yet? You got your process checked yet? We got a mental health stuff. Check on your boys because um, they may frown at you because it may sound kind of weird, but it shows you love them and they will love you for it. And finally, one more thing you might not have heard. Can you imagine turning off all your phone notifications even for just one day? Researchers with Telefonia and the Carnegie Mellon Institute University held a do not disturb challenge, getting people to turn off their notifications for 24 hours. Unsurprisingly, those taking part were much more productive and less distracted than those otherwise would have been. And while many participants were also more anxious about what they were missing, have turned off notifications on some or more apps more often. This is something I have found personally as I will somehow, some way, hit the button and find my phone on Do Not Disturb. Or when I record these things here, I mute my phone so that it doesn't make any noise and beeps because um, notifications pop up all the time. That's uh, even middle of the night. Because of that, I may go to work and leave it off, leave the ringer down and miss phone calls for about an hour or so. And oddly enough, can't figure out why no one disturbed me and I got work done for the first couple hours this is uh, seeing is believing in this one. I don't do it on purpose, but when it happens, trust me, I reap the benefits. Hopefully we reap the benefits of a week worth of good news or news that may have been good. Some of it not so great this week. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do here at the Conversation Project. It is a labor of love and a labor of labor. So we do um, need some support. The biggest part of support is email the show, the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Give us the feedback that I need, we need to make this thing go better. Go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter and give us the info we need, I need to know what to talk about. Visit our sponsors and visit our partnership page if you are a person who deems us worthy of your contributions on those ends. And we thank you so much. The biggest thing you do is just watch what we're doing and visit the feeds and share it with other folks. It's that simple. Make sure you are staying hydrated, staying limber and on task for all the grand things you need to do in life. As I said, life is a very, very, very long road. So you don't want to end that road prematurely. And since we have the issues we talked about today with Robin Williams and Hayes, quick reminder that you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if you're in a need to talk to someone at 988 texted it well on your cell phone anytime or you can go to 988lifeline.org online to visit with someone 24 hours a day they speak to you in English and Spanish so someone will be there to communicate with you 
on those levels to help get you through whatever it is you need getting through because <coughs> it's important that you're here. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. Once again, uh, we had a full weekend's of work to do. I told you already about the weekend podcast and just other things interspersed. So let's prepare for the great Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll have a great Monday. Be with us throughout the weekend to see what's going on and email us, check in on us. And as, as I'll check in with you guys, let's wrap it up. We are done for the day. We'll see you Monday.